2: Microphones and headphones provided by CAD audio. CAD audio expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking.
0: Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up the fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weebie Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a extreme Freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another issue of Weeby Geeks, episode of Weeby Geeks. Sorry, I'm getting my shows mixed up there, Derek. Again. Again. If you only knew the type of week I had, you would understand. Um, It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. And uh, hey, Derek, we need to be careful or we're going to get robbed because we have three (laughs) members of the Dalton gang here with us. Oh, wait, wait,
3: wait. Sorry, Sorry. I don't have anything of value, so.
0: (laughs) Correction. We're safe. We have three gentlemen who played members of the Dalton gang in the movie Death Alley. Sean Gestel, Justin France, and Josh Ottson. And Josh is the only one I didn't double-check the name before (laughs) show. And hopefully I didn't butcher it. (laughs) I'm assuming Josh. I didn't butcher the last name.
4: I'm. I'm just gonna let you have this one. (laughs) Okay.
0: How bad did I butcher it?
4: All right. So it's out Zen. Out Zen.
0: Out Zen.
4: Yes.
0: I was nowhere near close. I should have taken it when I had the chance. Anyway, <laughs> Josh Outson, Justin France, and Sean Gestel. How is everyone doing?
1: Good, very good, very
4: good. Happy to be here. Happy to happy that the film's out. Being able to promote it a little bit, exciting.
0: Interesting. That okay. This is not going to be the question I usually start off with, but I'm going to ask, since you brought it up, is the happiness because of the way this last year and a half has been? Has that held up release of this film? Or has it been just that long since filming to getting it out and distributed because luckily, of the pandemic that the, the re- relief is finally, finally there?
2: Yeah, luckily. Go ahead, Sean. I was going to say probably a little bit of both. but uh, Yeah, we, we were lucky enough to, to <laughs> basically film everything but one scene. And then we finished on a Sunday or a Monday and then everything shut down on the, the Wednesday after. Wow. And so I had one scene left to shoot. That I had to shoot once some restrictions were lifted. Um, but other than that, we were lucky enough that all the timing worked out to where we got almost all the movies shot right before everything shut down.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Now, you, you said um, you have one scene. We, we've talked to other independent film actors and creators uh, who were doing things during the pandemic uh what I mean was it something that the restrictions just hit like a brick wall on that Wednesday They said everything shut down. If you do anything Until we have, then y'all are going to get fined, blackballed, whatever.
2: Well, what happened was the original spot I was going to shoot the scene at was a national park in Oklahoma. And Oklahoma Uh shut every down at once. Yeah. So no national park, no, nothing like that. So we had, they had to do a complete uh, relocation and and a bunch of scouting. And we ended up being able to shoot it down in Texas instead of Oklahoma. But it was still, uh, you know, a few months after. And then I had to do another, another scene in August. Of last year So a year from now I'd end up shooting Again Well I, I take that back The relocation Scouting went to Missouri Then I shot another scene Last August In in Texas
0: Okay no.
2: And then um oh, I'm sorry no,
0: just, go ahead.
5: Uh, just uh from my side, because uh, they were shooting at uh, this historic uh, part of Wichita, Kansas, where it's like a recreation of 1800s, and it is—it's like a museum. And they got a hard cutoff to stop filming at I think midnight the night before, like that that weekend. So and uh, so it was really hectic just trying to get everything filmed and get on set, yep. and get all the costumes. And I was also the stunt coordinator, so I had some of my pads all over the place, and I was trying to get a hold of that and. It was it, from zero to 100 real fast.
2: Yeah, we were very lucky because the final scene we shot in Cowtown was was my the first scene yeah. I'm in, in the film. And we were supposed to be out of there by midnight. We ended up shoot. They ended up, you know, we ended up being able to stay until like what, three ish yeah. or so. But just to try to get it done. And, and luckily mm-hmm. we were able to. Um, but yeah, it was a hard, we're, we're shutting everything down early, social distancing. You know, you can only have this many people on the set because they were still, everyone was still trying to figure out what the virus was. And so it was more, I think, precautionary at the time. But then, you know, a few days later, Oklahoma, I know for a fact, shut down everything. Like they just started picking up some of the stuff that they had to shut down. Pre-COVID just started wrapping up, finishing filming just about a month ago.
0: Wow. Now where, where in Oklahoma were y'all filming?
2: Uh, we didn't film. We ended up not filming anywhere in Oklahoma because the one the one scene that we had was the cave scene, but it was at a different national park. Okay. And so once that got switched to Missouri, we didn't shoot anything in the Oklahoma area. Okay. I guess I take note is no Coffeyville's Kansas. So it's just right there by the border. But that's still technically Kansas. So, yeah, I don't think anything was shot here in Oklahoma.
0: OK, so I, I take it the barbed wire fence on the Oklahoma kansas border is still there to stop the wind it might be okay i, I used to live in oklahoma <laughs> it
2: works very well but no. you know
0: i used to live in oklahoma I, I lived in uh edmond oh yeah nice um and then before edmond i lived uh down near the red river in town called durant
2: oh yeah i know where durant is yeah oh wow okay. yeah i'm currently i'm currently located in tulsa so it's not okay. it's pretty centrally located all that i do a lot of filming in oklahoma city a lot of the film here is in okc so it, it okay. there's and edmond as well i've shot
0: Edmond before, so okay. but, yeah. I, I was, when I lived in Edmond was uh, eight. 82
1: to 84. Oh,
2: wow. You moved the year I was born. (laughs)
1: Just got older.
0: (laughs) The age spots are breaking out. Um, So how did did you all come across this project and eventually get called for casting?
4: Who wants to take that one first?
0: say Josh takes it first. There we go. Sure.
4: Why not? (laughs) uh so i had the pleasure of meeting nick in um new mexico on his uh last western um dead man standing i got to do some uh pa work and um i was working on set for several days and then um he threw me a little roll i got one line um i had some good interactions with him and then um yeah he he hit me up out of the blue um it was over a year after uh, Dead Man Standing came out, and he asked me if I could ride a horse. So he, some, he remembered me. Uh, so I guess the interactions were good. And, um, of course, I said, yes, I can ride a horse, and then the rest is history. But, um, yeah, so I, I got to meet him in New Mexico, and uh, luckily he, uh, he remembered me. So,
0: If you couldn't ride a horse, would you still have told him you, you could ride a horse? Absolutely okay
4: absolutely you're, you're getting offered yeah there's there's no way you're you're turning that down and i i, I did two months of horse training to uh, make sure i was up to my word so
0: very cool what about you
3: sean well
5: uh I'm, i actually live in uh, wichita kansas uh currently and i was i had just moved back and uh i got home from work one night and i saw and there's a like a wichita actor's Page and uh, Nick had posted on there that he was looking for, uh, he was going to be filming in Wichita, and he asked if there were any stuntmen or horse riding people, and I was like, I'm a trained stuntman, and so at like 2 or 3 a.m. I sent him my, my reel and my, my resume and all that, and then I thought I'd just be involved as a, as a stuntman, uh, like stunt coordinator doing some stuff. And then it turned into, I was going to choreograph the fights, and then he also offered me if I wanted to have a part in it, so I just kind of kept just kept working with him, and I think maybe the dial- as the dialogue grew, he was made me more comfortable with me to act in the movie, and I was fortunate enough to get, uh as far as the Dalton gang, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, to start off, I was just going to the hardware store to try to find, like, a uh, make a rig to safely hang Josh, and that was, like, a fun afternoon. <laughs> so I think I was just game for everything Nick was talking about, so kind of into it. That's
3: a, that's a sentence you don't hear every day. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so no backbreaker belt with a steel cable heading up to the rope, tied off Uh, to the rope. And
3: kind
5: of, yeah, we, we had like a dummy rope and then like a, a prop rope that would just kind of rest on his neck and a a harness that we, we hooked Josh up to.
0: Okay, that kind of sounds that. like something I did that, uh, in college <laughs> for Halloween.
3: Is it weird having a, a noose around your neck, even if you know it's not real? Does it feel kind of odd? Uh, a little bit. There's a little bit of just little weight, I guess. A little. There's
4: just kind of that fear element. Um, I mean, obviously, there's one thing that a noose is known for, so. Uh, that's just kind of <laughs> there, so it's it's <laughs> easy to just kind of feed into the the fear and 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 pain because you're like, whoa, this yeah, this is a noose. I hope I hope these sun guys know what they're doing. Thank you. Sean.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was most
5: like feeling my break. That was the one thing that I was like, if that happens, <laughs> I got nothing. Like. <laughs> But like yeah, I, I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have put you up there if it wasn't if I like I
4: did that I was up and down on that thing for months testing it out. Yeah, that's why I felt good because he told yeah. me he's like I want to let you do it if if I want to do it and I was like oh, okay, all right, yeah, let's
3: do it. And oh. you made sure not to anger him or upset him in any way.
4: Right. Yes, I was very nice to him
0: <laughs> until after that scene. Then
4: it didn't yes.
1: <laughs>
0: See, I I'm glad to hear that Sean has same. I'm a big wrestling fan, and I've heard the same thing with Vince McMahon. He oh, yeah. won't he won't ask a wrestler to do something unless if he's not willing to do it himself.
2: Mm-hmm. That's just, that's just a good rule of thumb.
0: So that's it's very cool. Uh, what about you, Justin?
2: Well, I'll make a long story short. Uh, Nick and I met randomly in 2009 and, uh, I met him, he was in a play and then I told him I was playing a gig cause I played music at the time. So he came to see it. We started talking mainly cause he came in a Red Sox hat and I'm a giant Yankees fan. Um, so we started out kind of ribbing each other. And then uh, I was like, Hey, I'm in a play. And he's like, you act too. And I said, yeah, that's what I'd rather do. And then he came to the play and then offered me a role in his first film that he did that was, you know, never really, it was never released, but it was just something he was getting used to cameras and we were getting, we're just having fun. And then he put me in some music videos and then he put me in Wichita, the, his first feature. And then he called me about this one and was like, I got a script. Uh, would you want to read it? Um, and I'm a, I've been a gigantic Dalton gang fan my entire life. I grew up with a grandpa who is just a history buff and a dad who loved old Western stuff. They had all these encyclopedias. And so as soon as I got the script, I was excited to read it and thought he'd done a great job of of detailing that day. And you know, he asked me, "Are you interested in any characters?" I named a couple. He's like, "Do you ride a horse?" I was like, "Well, I grew up with a grandpa that rodeoed and I helped him, you know, with his barrel racing horses." And he's like, "Well, then you're playing Bill Dalton because he has the most on-screen riding in the film." And I was like, "Great!" That was one of the characters I had in mind. And and uh, so we just had a long we, we'd known each other for a long time and. Uh, have a you know good working relationship and and so that that was was what went into it mostly
3: so that actually to a question i had um did all of you guys do a lot of research on your characters or yeah yeah
2: <clears throat> yeah i did for, for Bill especially, I did a lot of research on the gang, but I also kind of uh, distanced myself from them on set because uh, at the time in history, Bill didn't really want to be a part of the gang anymore. He was, I mean, he was really smart. He liked to play guitar. He could sing. He was like a ladies' man. He always wore nice clothes. He had good jobs. Um, he was in and out of the gang just to kind of help his brothers because for lack of a better term, he just didn't think they could pull a lot of these robberies off. And he was incredibly smart and grounded. Um, and at the time he was indifferent on it. There's different stories that say he was there that day. There's some that he was sick. In Emmett's book, he said he was sick. Um, but mostly, you know, he, he was kind of along for the ride. Um, but at the time they were kind of going through growing pains as a gang. And so um, I did research on all the gang members and how their relationship impacted the gang. Um, and then kind of took that into Bill as kind of the outsider of the group in the moment, who then ends up becoming the most deadly of all of them later in history, because he just wanted to go out and kill cops after what happened to his brothers and so so there was a lot to dig in with him that was a lot of lore a lot of fact a lot of stuff that could definitely be fiction and so uh, luckily you know nick was like you know kind of him and i discussed it a lot to kind of pick which version we wanted in the movie um and i know everyone in the cast kind of did the same thing but i'll uh i'll let josh or sean take it on their their side
4: Sean Oh uh
5: yeah no i, I did i i uh did some reading up like a uh, i have a i'm from Kansas so i've heard the story of Coffeeville a bunch of times i've 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 driven through Coffeeville my family tell me the story a bunch so I had a pretty good idea, and uh, but I, uh I kind of, yeah, I've got a, I read The The Dalton Boys by David Allen, uh, was part of my prep, and then also, it was also, you know, I was, most of my prep time was stunt related, because I was going to be falling off a horse, but uh most of my lines uh from the movie are about what eyewitnesses say my character said during the bank robbery, so there's, it was a lot more like, oh, a, wow. Yeah, so like, a lot of times I could, in movies, you can kind of twist a line to fit your vernac- vernacular a little bit better, but for this, I was like, okay, hey, I have to say exactly like this, and like, this is why you said it. <laughs> it's a lot more of that kind of and like i'm kind of the it ended up being the quieter guy of the of the gang like once once we were all on set and uh got like kind of the interpersonal relationships to kind of like manifest themselves i think it was that was much more like that was better than any research to done um, yes. just hanging out with
4: guys but yeah i was uh i was i i knew the name the dalton gang but i was not familiar with the story at all um yeah, once I got the part, um, immediately dove in, got all the background, and I just was fascinated, and uh, it got me even more excited. Obviously, there was some pressure with that because you want to do the the story justice, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely did as much research as possible so we could uh, portray it as best we could.
2: They're all really fun characters to play because... Um the history is so muddy that you can really, you can read it and then put your own spin on it because there isn't a lot of factual things on them because of the lore that grew around them. Whereas Jesse James had way more publicity. He was in publications more like there's more to pull from for somebody like that or wider or something. But for the Dalton gang, they were, they were like two, three years and then they were gone. And then the Doolin Dalton gang was two years and they were gone. Um, and so most of it's just hearsay and, and tall tales and, you know, other than like letters that they found written from the gang members. So it was a really fun one to do because we were drawing from real people, but there was a lot of room for interpretation.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So I watched a lot of like
5: gangster movies and like any any movies with like a team of criminals. Like I think I watched Reservoir Dogs two or three times. <laughs> okay.
3: yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do that for any reason. Yeah, you can't go wrong there yeah.
0: <laughs> why am I Mr. Pink <laughs>
3: um
0: so when, when y'all came together for the first time uh, to meet was it easy for y'all to to hit that chemistry as the Dalton gang uh right away or did it take a few days
4: it was it was pretty well at least for me it, w- it was pretty immediate uh we all just clicked and uh it was it was amazing. I mean, uh, I thought we all turned to friends pretty, pretty quickly. Um, I was really surprised by the chemistry. We all just kind of uh, we all just got along and we were all trying to do the best we could. We all had the same vision for the project, I think. And I, it was I, I think we clicked right away. Yeah, for sure.
2: I, I know Nick. Nick did some uh, Skype uh, like sessions with me and Josh and and we read some stuff and met each other online and were able to talk a little bit and yeah. and that helped. But when we got there, the first weekend we shot was up near Lawrence, Kansas and and Nick put us all Uh, up in one most of the Dalton gang like the Dalton brothers he put Mm -hmm. in one building that was two rooms separated but we all hung out that night and had dinner and watched like a movie and talked and and got to know each other before we got on set the next day yeah Um, and then the first few things we shot luckily we still had a few days to really get to know each other and and figure each other out because the first few scenes we shot were more like the fight scene with me and Heck and the scene where, where Bill Doolin gets caught and so the Dalton brother scenes were about day three I think wasn't it guys? And so yeah. we had some time to really talk about you know where we were coming from in the character and where, where we thought our characters were in that moment to kind of create that bond yeah. um, and I knew like I knew Kenneth for a long time and, and Jake the guy that plays Grapp, you, him and I were in a band together a few years ago Um, he's from yeah. Tulsa as well and and we're friends and so aside from Josh and tristan and uh, they were the only two i hadn't met yet sean <laughs> choreographed the fight so i had a chance to work with him for a few days and get to know him and and so the way it was all kind of scheduled out and the work we had to do we were kind of put in each other's presence before we even had to really you know but everyone was so well prepped everyone was so well prepped that it made it really easy absolutely uh, my uh
5: my first day on set was my nude scene
2: uh, so yeah was, and it was it was it was 32 <laughs> degrees that day so,
5: so that's how I so I everyone.
2: yeah it was 60 uh, degrees it was 68 or 70 the day before and then, yeah, then 31 that morning so yeah. or something like 32 wow. 30, something like that so, we were all like, cold
5: so, so, the,
0: so the stones were uh, comfortable
5: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Not the, yeah
3: now I, I'm oh, gonna, I hope I hope it didn't take too many takes. Then
5: uh, it was, it was. I think it went pretty fast. It was two, a couple. Yeah, they, they had, I uh, there's about four cameras on my bare
2: ass. <laughs> for, uh, for... Yeah, they got plenty of coverage.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah. plenty of coverage.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, yeah right. they're, 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 <laughs> you'll, you'll get, you'll get a whole entire reel of his butt in, in the and the extended features of the director. Oh, okay, sure.
0: <laughs> the director's cut that scene yeah. is 30 really minutes just, long.
2: It's, yeah, it's just really like 14 shots of. His butt
3: like that's that's all there you go there's a selling point yeah.
0: now i i'm gonna i'm gonna safely guess the stones really weren't that hot
3: oh yeah that's
5: no it was it was a it was a stunt stone it was it was a little they they they, they doctored it up it was pretty but it was you know they're still yeah it was, it was just weird it was just something was sitting on my butt and i had to scream and <laughs> jump up
0: but, but a warm <laughs> a, 32 degrees warm stone wouldn't have been too bad
2: yeah Right. Yeah. They, they, could have, they could have put yeah. some fire on something. It, it probably, you probably would have thought you were just getting a hot stone massage or something. Yeah. Really. <laughs> oh, that
0: does sound good.
4: Um,
0: what was one of the, the more difficult parts of filming?
4: Well, we were on a very tight schedule. So, uh, we, we had, uh, not a lot of room for air. So we had to make the most of the takes we had all the, not, yeah. Few takes, um, We try to keep the shots rolling and going. So, um the hardest part was just trying to make sure we were fully prepared and just try to be perfect on one of those first couple takes because we had to keep on rolling to get everything done for the day.
3: I know. I know. In, the- uh, in oh, a, I was going to say on a similar similar note to that. Um, what what are some of the unique? I've always wondered what are some of the unique challenges of of filming westerns that are different than other films.
2: Ooh. Uh, I actually think that filming Westerns are probably one of my favorite to make because... You you get dropped into that time period. You get to put on those clothes. You get to ride the horses. If you get to do all that stuff on your own, right, right. I mean, the most challenging thing with with westerns is just the weather because most of them take place outside. I mean, we had a day where that Cowtown Museum in Wichita flooded, and all the and actors were out there digging trenches to try to get the water out so we could oh, film wow. the scene. So it was, uh, and it's brutally cold, or it like the clouds show up and you didn't have clouds the rest of the day, and you got to wait or you got to figure. out. I mean, I. I Personally think I don't know how Josh and Sean feel outside, but for me it's always just that hurry up and wait on on Western anything that takes place predominantly outside because you're dealing with planes flying over, cars in the distance. None of that stuff existed in the late 1800s, <laughs> early nineteen hundreds. So um, yep.
0: that didn't stop it with the gladiator. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice shot from the arena, and there's a seven forty seven going yeah. over. <laughs> yeah.
2: But so so that's always that's always the most challenging for me in, in, on emotional scenes where it's like you're building it up, building it up, and then a truck goes down the road and they're like, cut. And then you got to like back away, take your time again. <laughs> plane goes over, cut. And you're like, oh my goodness. But that's, that's always the most challenging part for me on anything that's period is it, a lot of it shot, you know, outdoors. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I know the second most challenging part for me was Ryan Johnson who, uh, you know, played Bill in the film as well. He made these fake fingers that <laughs> I spit out that were Hack Thomas's fake fingers. And, and they were like, oh, yeah. they were legit. Yeah. I mean, when they went in my mouth, they wanted to come right back out. Like the texture, <laughs> everything. Was, like, that was the worst day on set. Cause they filled my mouth with fake blood. And then I jammed these fingers in there and looking at them, I was like, Oh, that'll be fine. And the minute they went in there, I was like, you better yell action. Cause they're coming out. And <laughs> <laughs> so I give kudos to Ryan for making such realistic appendages for, yes. uh, for my scene because it was I I've never had that issue on set before <laughs> with, with things having to be thrown at me or put my but yeah he he did he did a class class A job. Uh, making those fingers yeah ryan did too good yeah, yeah he did too good he really needs to like back off on his finger making because <laughs> the, the the texture of everything was was uh spot on not that i've ever bit off a finger before but i know what it might be like if i did it now
3: <laughs> there, yeah there
2: you go
0: <laughs> i was gonna say i know how to make some mean fake blood I found a great recipe that's just it's real sticky afterwards
2: do you use chocolate
0: to get that nice are you are you a chocolate fan in your blood recipe um i go uh light Cairo yeah with red um stir that up add just a bit of chocolate syrup just to deepen the the richness of the red and then afterwards uh right before pouring it on do some yellow and some blue nice and just swirl back and forth and so when you pour it out it kind of gives that lining and veining
2: yeah type effect nice looks great that wasn't like an old too. family recipe you just gave out, was it? No, <laughs> no. It, it's
0: it's <laughs> like, something I learned back in college. It was something I learned back in college,
3: which so, when I went, you went to college, you that. were alive. So, <laughs> speaking, speaking of that, I have to say you did a pretty good job on that one because when I was watching it, I was like, oh, he's going to bite his hand where he got already got injured. I'm like, oh, oh that's going to suck. And then you, I saw you spit out his fingers and I was like, oh, that really sucked. <laughs> Yeah, I was really worried
2: about that scene. They did a great job in the edit on that part because it was action, spit. And then I, I, like, reload them, action, spit. I was like, I couldn't... They either come out weird or they wouldn't, like, come out at all. Like, they they just get stuck to the side of my cheeks. And so, um, luckily, a lot of people that have seen it, I've watched it with a few people, and when it happens, they always have that reaction. They're like,
4: oh! And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's that's the reaction I've I've seen. I had it, too, so...
0: What so about you? well done. What about you, Josh?
4: Um what was the question again? I was just
3: listening to Justin. Yeah,
0: what was the question? What what was it like watching Justin spit up no. Um <laughs> more uh one of the more difficult things about filming oh uh the this project.
4: Um yeah, I really a little bit with um I say pretty much just what Justin said and then a little bit of uh weapons we we had had a little bit of guns training, but um, just trying to get the gun to fire on cue and all all that stuff. There's just a little more elements that go go into it. Um, but um, yeah, I I think yeah, and I absolutely loved loved doing the western. Um, the clothes are the clothes are just so cool, and uh, the guns and the gun the guns got a little heavy after a while. I was not uh, expecting that that toll, but um, yeah, really, just a little bit of um, just with the weapons. But besides that, um, yeah, I think that was about it.
0: Speaking of weapons, I'll cut back over to our stunt expert here, uh, with Sean. Were you also in charge of um, the weapon choices for the film or ah. was that uh, another person who is trying to remember the proper term? That was the gun be the gunsmith on on set.
5: Uh, yeah. We had a, uh, we had some like actual uh, like um, antique we- weapons on set that, you know, like that, that, uh, uh, the, the guy who, the curator of the museum that they were uh, borrowed from, he was, he was like always handling them. He would, he would load them kind of taken out of our hands or he'd, yeah. or like if we were, someone was going to drop a Winchester or a pistol, he'd switch them out for a, for a prop that wouldn't, wouldn't cost thousands of dollars
2: to replace
1: mm-hmm.
2: or fall and get mud in the barrel. And- and cause a really yeah. big problem shoot a blank
5: like, yeah,
1: yeah. So. <laughs>
2: They were pretty. And uh, then uh, a lot of a lot of the, the
5: recreate the the extras were uh, like Coffeeville uh, reenactors and they had they had a lot of their own stuff. But, yeah, and we, we, they were they were very uh, thorough to make sure everything was blanks and proper loading and all that, yeah. which is awesome. It was great not to have to worry about that, too, with with like watching people like watching Josh get dragged around by his neck and people on horses and also trying <laughs> to act. It was, it was so awesome just to have someone <laughs> that handle the firearms.
0: Excellent. Good to hear that. Um, I I work in entertainment down here in Florida and um, one of the, the one of the theme parks that's associated with my job. Would have live weapons and it was (laughs) one of those, you know, the extra precaution, extra care that had to go through with all that, even though they were all shooting blanks Mm -hmm. set up with blanks. So,
5: yeah, I was a a stunt performer at a theme park for a while. We had a whole, there was a whole protocol and all seemed to go over. It was, it was all, it was, it was pretty awesome. It was great to know that that was something that was taken so seriously.
0: And that's a federal government thing with a lot of that too. So, um, what was the most fun part about filming this project?
5: Guns and horses. Guns and horses.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Man, (laughs) it's so hard, like... We like it was so such a fun experience, but I would have to say that my one of my favorite moments didn't actually I don't I, we used like two shots from it. But Josh and I got to ride with the stunt riders up yes. the up the rocky mound. And then we got up on top. And when we got up there, Josh and I got up. And as far as you could see, it was the Flint Hills and the sun was going down. And we asked the guys who owned the horse. We we're like, can we like just let a rip? Can we just like let the horses just run? And they were like, go for it. And so Josh and I just took off and you're we just like riding. In this prairie that was like a known area of the James Gang at the time, um, from what we were told. In uh, all this Western gear on these horses with like the sun yeah. going down. I mean, of course, I'm going to say filming it. Like, I I will never complain being on a movie set. I loved every second of it, even the hard stuff. But that moment is something yeah. I'll always remember because it was just such a beautiful, like, evening. And, and we'd had a long day <laughs> of shooting. And so um, Josh and I talked about that for, like, a week after that. Yes. How, how lucky <laughs> yes. we felt we were able to do that with the stunt riders.
4: Yeah, probably, yeah, <laughs> probably tied for my favorite moment. It was just... Amazing. We, we wanted to, Justin and I both, you know, we had, we had the training with the horses, so we, we wanted to use it uh really bad, and we saw that open prairie, and there was, there was nothing like it. Absolutely. Too bad it, I wish we would have got to see the footage, but it was, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll definitely remember that for a long time. It was beautiful.
1: Huh?
4: And only
2: one of the, one of the few things you can do when you film a Western like it was one of those experiences where like if I'm not filming a Western, yeah. this, I don't have this opportunity, you know, unless I'm a cattle wrangler that lives up there. Like, you know, Doc and the the, the cattle, the horse guys that were there. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was it was just a really, really beautiful day. Yes.
0: Now, were y'all told about the that twist? Cool. Were, were y'all told about the twist that Nick put at the end of the film?
2: The the you twist? Th-
0: the you thought it was going to end on a happy note.
2: Yeah, that was in the script. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And 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 coincidentally enough, the scene where I wake up, that's the scene we shot in August because we both realized we didn't shoot it back <laughs> in March. So, so he was like, can you have the cowboy stuff still? I was like, I can get it. And so we went and shot. So this, the scene where I got knocked out, it was like 52 that day. And this, the scene I shot when I woke up was 106. And so I got to like feel all this, all the, the, um,
4: uh, seasons in that really heavy cowboy garb. <laughs>
1: nope.
4: But yeah, when we when I saw that the script, that was that was a highlight in in the script for me. I got really excited. I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to see that on uh, on film because I love when they do that in movies." So
0: I, I thought it was pretty cool. Now, yeah. I I didn't know much Actually, I knew very little about the Dalton gang, even though I lived in Oklahoma City, in, you know, which is one of the areas that they were involved with. Um, but getting to that end with the with the twist, I'm like, yeah, I don't think it really ended this way. <laughs> I like this twist. It's good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Bill Dalton becomes a very angry man in history after that day. So, and it, and it didn't end well for any of those guys. Actually probably worse than just getting killed in on a day at a, you know, bank robbery. The you know, the and Dalton gang, mm-hmm. they were they were hunted pretty ferociously because of the debt, you know, the the bounty on their heads right. for that time. I mean, the bounty on Bill's head at the time of his death was 35,000. I think the most Jesse James ever had was like 10. So it was you know uh-huh. they would if somebody killed Bill Dalton they'd live the rest of their life and their they're probably their grandkids could live on on the money that they they made from from him not grandkids, but children for sure.
0: Yeah. As far as y'all know, is this the first film to be done about the Dalton gang or about was, Death I, Alley?
2: About Death was. Alley.
5: Yes. Yes. I mean, uh, like one, though, about the Dalton gang, I think. Yeah. There's
2: a, there's like made for TV. they were, uh, they had made appearances in old wild West TV shows in the fifties. Um, and then there was a Dalton gang movie made in the late fifties, early sixties, but it wasn't about death alley. It was like, Kind of a typical Western. The the heroes ride into town. You know, you get the girl. You like from what I've I've heard of it. And then, um, other than that, they've been side characters in other Western movies. But never a never a film about the Coffeeville
4: Raid. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, Emmett may have. Didn't Emmett make a couple like silent films, kind of in the vein of it?
4: Yes, Doc? he portrayed but. himself once, which is which is pretty wild. Um, but yeah, he did a couple silent films, and he played he played himself once on film, which is just wild to me.
0: Does it yeah, does it surprise you guys is. doing the research that there hasn't been a a film about these guys? Because to me. Know. Yeah, to me, definitely. Death Alley seems seems think, uh, worse than the shootout at the OK Corral
5: like it kind of reminds maybe it kind of reminds me of like an american version of I, this it wasn't american uh, like the events of black, uh, black hawk mm-hmm. down but like in america is almost what it looks like to me like when they're when they're
2: grabbing the bodies and stripping yes, them and stuff, it, yeah yeah really mm. but uh, I, think, oh, I think a lot i think a lot of that is because um jesse james and you know tombstone and all that was happening at the heyday of the wild west and the dalton gang was like the last gang kind of hanging on to the wild west um, because the industrial age was kind of gearing up at the time. Like, like Bill lived in California and worked in saloons and like lived in the city and grat and, you know, Emmett would travel and visit him. And so I think a lot of the reason why history forgot him is because, you know, history has a tendency to forget like the last of that because it's it's going out no one cared no one's buying the five cent comic books about the Daltons because you know the Wild West is kind of becoming a thing of the past right and so I just I kind of feel like they became unfortunate in that history that they overlapped with like the new era of America and so it just kind of got forgotten but for me it's just I mean I I agree with you like the OK Corral and Tombstone and Wyatt Earp and all that stuff is 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 great but I, I would hold the Dalton gang's you know, raids and things like that right up there with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you
0: I- I, guess it, I think
2: the I the uh, I'm sorry.
0: No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead.
2: The highest profile uh, Dalton
5: Gang shout out in a movie is in I think Reign of Fire, the Christian Bale Matthew McConaughey Dragon movie. Yeah, like Christian <laughs> uh, McConaughey has a whole monologue about like how people of Coffeeville rose up and they're the people of Coffeeville. Like, I think that's <laughs> the only thing. Yeah,
4: yeah, I remember what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so with y'all's research and of course y'all portraying members of the Dalton Gang w- being there the talent, if Say we go along the lines of the myth or urban legend that spun off from or that inspired the Young Gun films. Do you think if Billy the Kid was alive, he would have possibly tried to partner up with Bill and Emmett to kind of keep the the outlaw attitude around?
2: I think they would have tried, maybe. I mean, but it was, you had a, a, a gigantic spike in lawmen and like people wanting to see law and order. So it became real. I mean, it's like today with technology and cameras everywhere, you don't have a lot of real big bank robbers like, you know, you did in the 80s and like Boston, where you had some of the most notorious bank robbers of all time and there nobody's getting away with anything anymore. I kind of feel like the, the outlaws were feeling that pressure at that time of, as well, where they would have, I mean, they would have definitely continued doing it until they, they ended up with the same fate
4: they
0: did in coffeeville i th- i think yeah hey, hey derek do you right. still have your money from your last uh, bank robbery there in boston
3: <laughs> uh i'm not allowed to divulge that <laughs> information
0: okay <laughs> uh what was y'all's most favorite okay i think we said that it was the guns and horses <laughs> telling you it's been a long week i had two days Over twelve hours a day, earlier this week, rehearsals and then shows. Um, Except entertainment at a theme park here in Orlando, and yeah, show days was thirteen shows a day, long day. Yeah, wow. Um, Yeah, and you're
2: you're asking us what the hardest part about? (laughs) (laughs) I like, I like that. That makes
1: me. Oh, wait, I'm, a, I'm an audio.
0: I'm an audio engineer. It's nothing like what you guys go through. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, technicians. We have a hard life, but I mean, y- you guys have it pretty hard as well. Um, that one moment in the film that you guys were involved with that j- just made you go, "Ooh, that was scary!" Or "Ooh, why do we even do that?"
5: Probably jumping off a ho- like doing the horse falls. Like, a, I, I stunt double for Josh uh, when when he gets when he falls off the horse, and that just that whole. That whole day was just like, this could be like, I felt, you know, I had practiced and I felt comfortable, but like Christopher Reeve is like, he was paralyzed from a horse fall. Right. Like, kind of crazy.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. But didn't but, he go over the front of the horse? Yeah.
5: yeah It, it was a whole other thing, but just anytime you're jumping off of like, horses are just a thousand pounds of muscle, like with an engine in it to me. So
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and you going off the side, Sean, I know the first take your foot kind of got caught in the stirrup, which is something a lot of people don't take. You know, yeah. for they you know, take that for granted. And it, you know, he missed the padding by about, you know, a foot, I think, yeah, and the, hit straight the, on the dirt. And so <laughs> it's just those anything can go wrong on a horse. Like uh, growing up around them, you treat them like almost like a gun because. Yep. I mean, you got to respect them and you got to understand how they're feeling and you got to pick up on that and almost have that 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 intuition because uh, things can go wrong really quick when you're doing stunts on them. And, and Sean popped back up and rocked it out and did the next couple takes. And, you know, but still, it, I was watching him being nervous growing up around rodeo. And so I was after his first one, I was like, I'm going to walk away now because <laughs> they like brought back from watching these guys you know, yeah. throwing yeah, off. Those horses, uh, so.
5: <laughs> those horses were so well trained, too, that they like were. Like, as soon as you leave the saddle, they want to stop. So then, and, and, and like that first one, it like, that kind of messed me up. Cause I was like, we're going, we're going, we're going to jump. And it just, it stopped with me. Uh, but uh, after, but uh, yeah, I think uh, like the top half of me missed the pad, but but like my hips down made it. So it was just all shoulder. Uh, but yeah, that was the only, but uh, the other times I fall like when my character dies and falls off a horse, the horse is sta- standing still. And it was just, it was a nice windy day. Sun was going down. That was, I had felt no pressure there. But yeah, the the one where I was doubling for Josh, like it wasn't nothing, nothing went wrong and nothing, nothing got hurt or anything, but it was just the night before in the morning of, it was like, this is kind of, this is something kind of crazy I'm doing that I just signed up for. Okay.
0: So, so the rumors about you missing the pad by five feet when the horse was just standing still <laughs> are totally <laughs> false.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I, I, can, <laughs> I, I didn't can start that shot. I
4: promise. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> um. Josh, what about you? I um,
4: I didn't have any scary moments. Uh, I was I was just so excited to film, and um, I I had some definitely some pressure moments with some some stunts. um, Maybe slight nerves, but I was just so excited to uh, do some uh, stuff. On screen that, you know, not every actor is able to do. Um, So, yeah, I was I was just very excited to just go for it. It was an incredibly fun shoot and I loved every second of it. I was not scared, uh, not scared at all. It was just one big it was just one big amazing party the whole the whole time until it was over <laughs> it was a good time it
0: was a great time <laughs> I guess we'll get to Justin
2: I did I'm kind of in the same boat as Josh I'm I'm down for anything and everything Nick was like how do you feel about fighting doing your own stunts in the fight and I was like bring it on I fought enough in my life um But, uh, you know, there there was only one moment, I think, where I had any sort of – it wasn't even a close call, but when I get, you know, shot – no spoilers alert – but in the beginning when Bill Dalton gets caught, uh, it was raining and we weren't anticipating it raining and – they do such a good job of telling us where to aim. So it looks like you're shooting someone, but you're not even coming close to shooting them. And uh, Mark is so careful. And I love working with Mark Anderson. He's just one of the best people on planet Earth. And um, the rain got under his boot, like the mud. He, he was on a slick spot. And when he went to dive to shoot, he slipped and he tried to hold back. But when you slip, you lose control. And, he, you know, the, the gun went off and I got peppered a little bit, um, but it looked good. So I like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I'm fine. But that was the only, the only time. And it's one of those things like we talk about when you're dealing with weather and you're dealing with all these outside elements and everything, you know, you can be as careful as possible and, and, uh, you know, still have a little tiny moment where you're like, Whoa, that was, you know, that was close. But I mean, even then, you know, it, it wasn't even remotely close to what like Tom Cruise does. So I can't right. really say
0: okay. a lot. So, <laughs> so, so I would take it, uh, like trying to film someone who is five, seven and trying to make them seem like they're three, nine, uh, there's a little forced perspective with, with like gun dueling to make it look like yeah it's being a yeah. shot, but it, it, it's.
2: Yeah. And you never want to aim a live gun at anyone. So you're always a foot or you're always a couple of feet to the right, but they set the camera up to where it looks like it's aimed at them. And so they take a lot of precautions and, You know, sometimes things happen and, uh, you know, you can, something can happen in the scene and like the like water and uh but like i said i am they didn't strap me to a plane and have me take off so i still it, it wasn't it wasn't bad i mean it just peppered my shirt it wasn't like i was uh in danger of you know anything but it, yeah that was the only clue that was the only call i had where and it was after the fact i was like you know the adrenaline sets and and you're like okay we, we need to you know get a you know and nick is such a, so great at bringing in something to make sure he doesn't slip and you know we we watch out for it the next time but When you when you do a film, you you kind of anticipate something happening when you're doing your own stunts and you're doing all that kind of stuff. But like Josh said, you just kind of put in the back of your mind and and, Mm -hmm. uh, stay in the scene and Mm -hmm. and hope that you have people like Sean on set that does a great job of doing all the choreography and you have good gun people on set, making sure that they're safe. And and uh, that's that's what I think we can all agree. They did a great job of putting together a team that that you only you only feel like that when it's just a weird accident. Like that, you, that's out of people's control. But. So
1: I'll,
0: I'll put that PSA in right here. <laughs> Not just, hey, kids, hey, listeners. If you want to be an aspiring film creator, film actor, choreographer, get trained to do it first so you could do it properly and safely.
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Very I mean, there, there's so.
0: nothing wrong with you wanting to do it. We're not saying don't do it. Get trained first so you could do it right. Yes. And be safe. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for the safety precautions already in place, uh, and if it wasn't, and if it was someone who wasn't trained right, Justin, for instance, could have been hurt a lot worse than just being peppered with.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, I could have got shot for in the face. Sure. I mean, you get pe- peppered in the face, and and that's you know it, from a close range. Luckily, as he was falling, it was far enough away; it didn't pepper me very good. But it was enough for for us to reassess the the rain right. and things like that. So I mean, I don't want it to sound like it was a this you know crazy ordeal or, or anything like that. but it's like you said, if 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 nobody was like, here's how you're going to fall here's where the guns here's where you're aiming when the gun goes off because every other take perfect like well mark knew where he was aiming we knew where we were aiming everyone was in our ears making sure you don't get the gun until they're ready to yell action they're always holding on to them to make sure you know there's not a gun in someone's hand that's that is loaded with a blank and and you know waiting and waiting and waiting and so, yeah, Sean did an amazing job and, and everyone else on set did, did such a good job.
0: And I think a lot of that also came from a lot of those regulations and, and uh, I guess proper term in the industry, SOG, SOPs for gun use on set uh, really changed after the whole Brandon Lee. Yeah, right, scenario. For sure uh which oh, yeah. um again he he was killed from a pistol that had a blank in it
2: yeah Yeah. just a, just a, a mishap of somebody firing him on the test range and a bullet hit him shooting it and going that sounded weird and then no one checked the barrel and there was a piece lodged in there and it's just that little bitty mistake yeah. that, that can end it. And what an I mean, unfortunate accident
0: just, just because it's yeah. a blank doesn't mean you're not going to have gas release out the barrel.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, and everything you just said goes along with what you said earlier. If people know who know those rules are the people like Sean and the people, you know, like our handlers and stuff that, that have been through that training, you know, yep. and not somebody who took gun safety when they're four, they were six years old for hunting. And they're like, I can handle guns on set.
0: You know, I know um, when I was in college, uh, we we did a show called uh, Unsinkable Molly Brown and nice we had to use and we used a shotgun It was a double barrel and i had to and i was actually tasked to create the blanks for it which for shotgun easy to do: cut off the tip pull out the shot leave the leave the wad but i mean where i was shooting that into a like a trash can that had quarter quarter filled with water to catch whatever was going to come out and the wad comes you know the paper wad holding the Powder. I mean, it comes out with pretty good force, even out a shotgun. But it was one of those after you know, that was done before intermission. At intermission, I went outside. I was given a a brush, and I cleaned out the barrel every night just to make sure there was nothing nothing in it. Because right. again. You got, you still got all the gases, everything coming out. It's, if there's something still in the barrel, it's gonna, it's gonna come out and it's gonna do some damage. So.
2: Yeah. Especially in Josh, you're seeing when you're riding the horse through town. I mean, yeah. there's, there's 30 so guns going off. on. I remember being on set that day. I was in the dress. I was in the dressing room getting makeup on, and all I heard was bang, bang, ba-bang, bang, 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 bang. And I was like, "What is going on?" And they're like, "I think it's Josh's scene." <laughs> yes.
4: Just head down and ride, and yeah, hopefully, yeah, nothing. Yeah, it looked it looked super cool and scary on on screen, but yeah, nothing got close to me. But and uh, that's
2: that's yeah. another testament to the horse trainers too, because those yes. horses never. Yeah. I mean, they were dealing with that stuff like like nothing. I mean, it was just such a great small crew. I, I mean, I really felt incredibly safe all the time on that set with, yeah. with the knowledge that we had around us and every, I could walk up to Sean and be like, Hey, in the fight scene, is the, is this punch being thrown correctly? And he knew, or the horse trainer, Hey, am I right? Am I getting on the horse? Like they would in the 1900s. Cause we have a tendency now, like to grab the shoe, the, the horn of the saddle when we get on, they didn't do that because that could cause strain on your horse. So they would right. grab the, the, you know, the, the mane. And so I just wanted to make sure every take they were watching for those little things. And they, everyone was so just so in tuned with, with yep. it that we got a lot of really authentic performances. And it helped us as actors immensely having such talented people on set like that.
0: Yep. So just a quick... Side question, Josh, as Justin's sitting here talking. Yeah, I barely got, I got peppered a little bit by one. Are you, are you going back Going, please? I had 30 firing around me.
4: I, I, <laughs> it, I, I never got peppered once. There was so much gunshots and stuff going off, but I never, I, I, it was, it was amazing for everything we did. It was, it was, uh, I was still somehow very safe. So um, the only thing I had was I decided to not wear uh, earbuds so I could oh. experience what the what that would be like with all the shots going off, because I just wanted to live that out real in the moment. So I had, I had some ringing. I had some good ringing for a while. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no pepper, nothing like that. Just a little bit of just a little bit of ringing. They offered you earbuds man <laughs> <laughs> they offered everybody yeah i know yeah no uh, just, i remember like when uh the,
5: the, the scene when uh uh jake and ryan and i we, when we ran out of the bank and there's the whole town just shooting at us that was yeah like, yeah nick told us he's like when you when you walk outside there'll be a wall of guns but just run yeah. and i remember like, i almost laughed like, <laughs> the, like just going oh shit he's right he's right and, uh, and just pop
2: pop behind you that was
5: so fun yes that's something
2: something you will only hear in the movies now when you get out there there's gonna be a wall of guns but just run
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hard part is that just heard in the movies
0: worst or, part is being an audio engineer the gunfire sounds great live but on oh. tape it's like okay we're gonna have to recreate this and it's gonna hurt to do it because <laughs> sometimes you just can't get that sound just right to, yeah. to get the the type of beefness that this actually happens live right. so um trying to think what else what do you got Darren?
1: Well,
3: I, I have a two-part question for you guys uh uh, number one did any of you guys try out for any of the other parts and number two did uh any of you guys try to convince nick to change history a little bit and let your character live <laughs>
1: uh
4: i no, i uh, did not i only tried out for the one part um i believe i believe uh tristan who played um bob he he told me he auditioned for another role as well um but uh, yeah, I was—I uh, did not ask for history to be rewritten. As far as my character goes, I was pretty happy with the outcome. So <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no changes. No changes I thought would be necessary. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Uh,
5: I remember when Nick asked me if I wanted to act in it. I assumed I'd be like some random passerby or like a bar a bartender or like a like a, a kind of a day player part. Nothing wrong with that. And I was like, yeah, because since I was doing stunts, and he's like, oh no, you can be in the Dalton gang. So I was like, okay, yeah, just whatever you want, man. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I was pretty excited to die on camera. I was so that was, I was I I wouldn't want to change
2: my fate. <laughs> Uh, I did, I did not audition for any other role. Like Nick was like, can you ride a horse? Yes. Then you're going to be Bill. And I said, okay. So, um, and no, I didn't ask for anything to be uh, rewritten on my side. Um, every time, like Nick's a good friend of mine, but it, he puts me in a movie and I get killed, so I don't know what that means. But <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it every time, and uh, I've got both, I've got a couple outfits hanging in my closet with blood all over them because I, I I kept the shirts I die in because I typically buy them so I can keep them, um, and so Nick keeps filling up my closet with clothes I can't wear ever again. So I'll I'll keep keep showing up. <laughs>
0: So So do you owe Nick money or something?
3: (laughs) I'm kind of like who? Sean Bean. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He dies in just about every film he's in. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: and usually it's pretty fun. It's usually pretty like it I I don't know if, if you guys got a chance to check out Wichita, but that one I got to do an awesome practical effect where my, my back explodes out the back side of me. So it was like it was a really fun time. Spoiler alert, that might not be able to go in there. Nick might be like, What are you spoiling my little movie for? But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um I, I I I always enjoy it. It's fun. You know, my, my parents are still kind of like I don't know if I like it, just because it's my mom and dad. But you know, they they still enjoy all
0: of it. <laughs> How and, heavy? And
2: John, John, a little known fact: Josh's parents were actually screaming when he was getting hung, like they were cheering it on. His real parents. So,
4: so like, <laughs> <laughs> they, they <laughs> thank
0: you, Jeff. Thank
4: you for mentioning Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wanted be a part it. They wanted to be a part of it, so they came out and. um, yeah, Nick. Uh, Nick threw them in the hanging scene, and they were front line cheering me on getting hung, and it was just such a surreal moment seeing my parents cheering, cheering my my hanging scene. Um, it was <laughs> it was very wild, and I was like, okay, this is you don't see this every day. So that that was a very very cool experience, and they they love it. They they think it's it's great. So.
3: That's well, good. It's always good to have support, even for, you know, getting hanged. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know your par- your parents will support you in any endeavor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, really.
0: They they just figured Josh had a swinging career.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Josh got kicked out, what- I think.
5: Oh, no. Oh. He didn't mean it, Josh. <laughs> uh, I,
3: I, yeah, I didn't mean it. Your parents love you. <laughs> He's going to talk to his parents now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or his therapist. Yeah, yeah. I don't know sorry, why they were cheering me on.
3: Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, did the movie come out like you guys hoped? Do you think it it told the tale the way, the way it should have or better than it should, better than expected?
5: I mean I I'm very happy with how it turned out. Um like I you know I didn't I didn't I wasn't there for any of the editing or like I I it's I didn't look behind the camera very often or check the monitor out. But uh no I I like I remember seeing it at the at, we did like a, a premiere in Wichita at the uh, drive-in and I was it, I was just ecstatic watching how it turned out and everything. I don't I, I I wouldn't change a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it, I think it's a good representation of, of the the moment. Like I love films where they just dump you into a moment, and so yeah, the film starts out three years, two years before the or after the, the robbery. But I, I really enjoy when you just get dumped into this thing where you're like, this is just a day of their life, and it happened to be one of the like pro- the worst day of their life. Um, and then kind of gives you a glimpse of where the story went post their you know their their death. And so I think for, for that, for it to be specific to Death Alley, um, I remember reading the script and going, man, this is like, he, he took a lot of my favorite parts of, of the stories that were told and, and, and put them into that, that robbery scene. And so, um, I thought, I thought it turned out, turned out really well. It's really well put, Justin.
0: I'm trying to see if I can get Josh back. <laughs> oh, wait, looks like he's back.
2: Oh, here he goes.
0: That was a quick therapy call. <laughs> Maybe he's back.
2: It looks like he might be muted. All right, can you hear me? Yep, there, there he is. Awesome. Sorry
0: about that. Figured, we just
4: figured you had to go talk to your mom and dad or or,
0: <laughs> or therapist.
4: Yeah, my mom wanted to know how the interview was going, so I just had to stop the interview real quick. <laughs> we
0: we we figured we brought up. We figured we we brought up I a hope traumatic. did you
3: tell you were choking? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I I just figured we brought up a sensitive subject of your parents cheering on your hanging, and you had to call your therapist.
4: I just yeah just had a moment had to yeah let <laughs> me hide the tissues real quick.
0: <laughs> it was such a great childhood. Then they cheered me on getting hung. <laughs> Um, biggest thing that y'all learned that you didn't know before um, about death alley while do while doing this film
4: take that one first josh well, for, there there was a lot for me. There, there was a lot I didn't know, but um, I will say probably the biggest thing is how much uh, how much shots everyone took um, before actually going down. Um, that was that was a big shock to me. Um, I, I guess it was just because of the, the ammunition and um, I don't know and the and the strength of the guns. But that uh, I was surprised everyone just kept fighting through and they were uh, they did not go down easily.
5: Yeah, I'd I'd say just all the uh, all the little moments, the day of uh, that are that end up being ac- completely accurate. It's just it's just so interesting how how history pans out. Like uh, the uh, the the bank teller making up that there the bank's on a timer
1: that the right. on.
5: That, that oh button. yeah, so that was so good. Little, yeah, so many little things that you can you can you can look it up like you watch the movie like did that happen and it did. So it was just it was just so it was just great to learn stuff and
4: yeah. And the post, definitely the hitching post. Um, I mean, it would mm. all gone so much smoother. Uh, who knows how it would have gone if, if their original plan was able to go through. So.
2: Yeah. And, and, and my, in my deep dive of Bill, you know, there was, some, that hitching post was brought up to the point where if Bill would have been there, they think he would have been like, no, nah, we're not doing it. We're, we're going to wait. We, you know, we, you know, he would have tried to figure something else out other than just going down this alley where they were trapped, you know? Um, there's a lot of that that you read about uh, in Bill's life. He had a lot of regret for not being there, uh, which obviously showed up in his later life as the outlaw he became. But um – yeah. I mean, the the one thing I did learn that I didn't know about Bill and Bill Doolin, though, it actually made the script because Nick and I were talking about character stuff. And um, I had told him that I found that Bill Dalton and Bill Doolin were really close. But Bill Doolin had left the gang for a time because he found out Bob was taking money. He was skimming money. And I, I told that to Nick, because I was like, that makes a huge, a character choice for me, because I obviously convinced Bill Doolin to come back in this moment if he was there. You know, that history says one thing, people say another and stuff. But um, Bill Doolin and Bill Dalton were, I, Bill, Doolin, Bill Doolin was Bill Dalton's you know, brother from another mother and trusted him with his life and, and really convinced him to come back into the Dalton gang for a little while before the Coffee Bill, um raid. And talking that out with Nick, uh, Nick ended up writing that scene into the script where Bill Doolin's like, "I know you're, you know, taken from the pot," and it adds a nice dynamic to to why Bill Bill Doolin and Bob are not getting along um, through the through that time period. Um, and I did not know that until I found that in a uh, in a deep dive in a book I'd I'd read about Bill um, while I was prepping for it. Um, because that's that makes it a very interesting dynamic as to why Bob is also kind of, you know, a little bit standoffish to Bill Dalton, his own brother um, and so, uh, it, I mean that, it was a very weird gang Like people would come and go and there was a lot of mixing personalities in the Dalton gang Bob wanted to be, you know um, Jesse James and wanted to be bigger than them and, you know, Emmett looked up to all of his brothers and there was this dynamic of, you know, blood always brothers are going to do whatever brothers need to do and Um, and you know, so, which a lot of that was known, but I, 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 I did not know about Bob, you know, taking, you know, skimming money for, for like women and booze and stuff Mm. like that. And so, uh, and, um, but yeah, and I think I read Emmett kind of knew about it, but because it was Bob, he, you know, was kind of like, you know, we'll see where this goes. And, uh, but yeah, that was, that was the, that was the big reveal for me that I had never read or heard before.
3: So was was the part about his pregnant girlfriend real too, or?
2: Well, there was a, there was a, so in the wild bunch, the and Dalton gang, there was a woman in that gang that, that rode with them and, you know, robbed and was a, a gunslinger. And, there was a woman in the in the in the Dalton gang as well um, that was known to be an accomplice to them that was never caught, never found. But you know there are mm. tales of her being romantically involved with Bob, um, but no one really knew who she was. Uh, they they I think they knew who she was, but didn't have a lot of information on her. Um, like I said, yep. a lot of that was lost to to history. Um right. But yeah, the both gangs, the 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 Daltons were obviously you know they they liked powerful women. Women and women that could you know ride with them and cause trouble and and stuff like that so because both both gangs had hmm. been known to have some females in
0: it saves money from having or saves from having to spend money in places of ill pursuit <laughs> when they go from town to town
3: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. just take them I'm along sure with it was pretty,
2: you i'm sure it's pretty easy too, to to you know lure people back to rob as well and and you know but they weren't. The, the, oh the, yeah! You know the the women in those gangs had you know quite a bit of influence. So it it was cool. You know, cool reading about that because you didn't hear about that in a lot of the more famous gangs of the outlaw west.
3: Yeah, that's really interesting.
0: Derek to think we we have covered a lot of independent films between and you know <laughs> directors, actors, who would have thought we would have been covering more westerns than we have any other it, it's almost gone. Westerns horror and then comedies, I think it is. <laughs> It, almost and in that West, order western
2: sure. horror comedies
0: <laughs> what now we, need western. A we yeah, yeah, now yeah. we now yeah. we need a western like western horror comedy film yeah. yeah nick if you're listening next project yeah the dalton <laughs> gang gotta, rise that's again
2: that's cool. <laughs> it's it's nice to see the westerns kind of making a comeback and a lot of them are being you know shot up as opposed to like the mo like the old school western like you had hostiles who was a Western to me. And even I consider hell or high water to be, have that Western plot, but in yeah. a modern setting, anything, anything Taylor Sheridan is doing like wind river a lot of them follow that plot line and they put you in, in a modern Western setting. And, yeah. and you know, you have like a, a bone tomahawk that was yeah. amazing. And, and I feel like they're starting to kind of blend that Western and horror theme together. And, and I'm excited to kind of see where those genres kind of land.
0: Um, we just interviewed someone a while not too long ago. Uh, Project was uh, Skinwalker, was it?
3: Oh yeah, right. Yeah,
0: it was a western with a horror vibe to it. Mm. Very well done, as well. Nice. Um, you got any other questions, Derek? I am literally starting to draw a blank. <laughs> we have covered a lot <laughs> in the time we've been on.
3: Um. Yeah, I can't think of anything else.
0: Then I'm gonna to go to the go to final questions. Where can people find you guys online?
3: Uh, you can find me on
5: Instagram at, at Sean Does Some Stuff.
1: <laughs>
5: Sean
4: does some stuff all one word. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Josh. Um yeah, I'm on um, TikTok and Instagram as Joshua R. Outson or uh, Josh Outson on Facebook. So <laughs>
2: And uh, I'm on Instagram handle at Justin France, not as creative as Sean. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm on uh, IMDb. You can find me on IMDb and uh, and Facebook as well. Just Justin France. Uh,
0: film's out now or film comes out soon? Is it out now? It's out now
2: for video on demand. And then I think October 3rd for the DVD.
4: Yes.
0: So go check it out. Cool. It's called Death Alley. Great film. It really is a great film. Yeah, this it guy really was. Amazing yeah, I amazing. Really enjoyed it. it.
2: a lot. Happy thank to you. yeah, thank you. Um and I love I love all the stuff behind you by the way. I've been like looking at it when I all the mic behind you and then I oh. see some of your your stuff behind you, Derek. Are those a bunch of pins? Oh, Sorry, yeah. I'm like changing the whole <laughs> thing conversation. But is that board is that board like enamel pins that you can pin on Yes.
0: You? Uh those 99% of those are Disney pins.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
0: So uh mix between Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, Disney, uh, some attraction pins, some uh, pins based around parks, uh, movies, et cetera. Nice. Very, very uh, cool. There's a, there's a few on there that are not Disney related, but 90, 99% of them are Disney related. Nice.
2: I'm a huge fan of tchotchkes, so I like, like little uh, collector memorabilia. So, like, I've been like looking at everything yeah, that you guys have are, behind it. <laughs> <at> you.
3: are <laughs> you?
0: We we are in in our own ways as well. Um, the wall I'm staring at has got a lot of my uh, Star Wars action figures, uh, be it black okay. series or, or three and three quarter inch. Okay, cool. So speaking of other Western, um which I'm so glad they made the Mandalorian that oh. space spaghetti Western that oh. Lucas always oh, yeah. said it. Star Wars yeah. was meant to be It's like, yeah. okay, cool. I see so it good. a little bit, but Mandalorian's like, yeah, this is that space Western. Which yeah. I loved.
2: And talk about like, and like the, the way they film that in that, you know, dome of, of the, the led lights and, and, it built yeah. that set inside that thing and just set it down and uh, it like it was that was unbelievable to, to watch and, and how well it turned out.
0: It's the vault, yeah. right? That's what they call yeah. it. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Could you imagine the the Dalton gang in the Star Wars universe? <laughs> I'll make
3: it happen. I'm ready. Actually, I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah that but would me be in cool. Vault,
2: I want to see how it works. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That Wait. would definitely get rid of the part that I said was the most challenging with the weather and everything. If they just sit you down in a in a <laughs> vault that spins around you and you just you know walk and walk around, and uh, that definitely alleviates that that uh, issue that I
0: I brought up. Here we go. Here we go, Derek. Mm. We got the perfect guy for it. <laughs> He's probably going to be listening to this episode. neil johnson get with nick um i don't remember his last name offhand again if someone can help me with that nick hart bart bart Barton. Barton. get a hold of nick barton grab this cast take death alley and put us put your sci-fi spin on it and make a sci-fi death alley film with a fictitious sci-fi dalton
3: game
4: Cowboys and Aliens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh,
4: I want I want two
5: butts. <laughs> like, like, like total, I want like a total recall thing, but I want two butts.
2: <laughs> that's his one demand. Yep. Yeah, you, you, you don't, yeah. go ahead.
0: You, you don't want to go the minimum black route and be a balls
5: Ooh, that that would be fun too. Anything practical effects, really?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, I think that would be great. Get—I mean, y'all already have the chemistry of of the gang. Let's just carry it, keep y'all together, and carry you guys over into a sci-fi aspect.
2: Yeah, I'd love to do it. Do a reincarnation vibe. We just bounce back (laughs) in the same exact bodies, but on a completely different universe. Yeah. See how it works out.
0: (laughs) But it'd be a prequel because it would take place a long, long time ago.
2: There you go. Yeah.
0: Um, so check out the film Death Alley um, yes. you can find Josh and Sean on Instagram Justin no you can find everyone Josh, Sean <laughs> and Justin on Facebook if I'm remembering things right I think we're all,
1: I think
2: we're all on Instagram too Josh is the only one on TikTok I think
4: yeah That's I'm it. trying pull a hip thing apparently everyone's doing that I, I only know how to take pictures that. of my dog so
2: I'm not I haven't joined TikTok yet <laughs>
0: I like watching TikTok. That's about as far as it goes. I uh, I barely have a face for podcasting. <laughs> so um on that note thank you guys for for joining us uh go check out death alley on video on demand definitely um it is worth the buy for sure then y'all said october 3rd dvd comes out um i will be adding it to my list if not the dvd at least a digital copy because i'm sure it'll be out digitally at that point as well yeah uh, so I I'll I will probably be picking up a digital copy. I think
2: uh, you can buy you can buy digital now. I'm pretty sure. It's for rent and and buy. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So go out and buy that digital copy. <laughs> Please <laughs> do, do that. Spend a little bit more but you can watch a great film over and over again. This is one you'll want to watch a couple times a month. And when you're in for a good western, watch Death Alley, see how it was how it's supposed to be done, right? And then go watch Wyatt Earp or Tombstone. that's
2: that's a big compliment right there (laughs) wow i I don't know if i can actually agree with that out loud because i might get beat up by some of our horse handlers but i'll take the compliment
4: (laughs) (laughs) i'll take it (laughs) yeah
0: happily i mean i'm not saying the others aren't bad i'm just saying death alley is probably the best when it comes to
4: i love the story i I love it it, yeah yeah i mean everyone
0: knows the story of the okay corral death alley is not not as known and i think that's what what gives death uh the y'all's film death alley the edge is there's so much there to learn and it's like oh wow this did not take place out in the far wild west this was more central yeah mm-hmm. and, it, and it was even more devastating than you know for a town that had no weapons <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> all
0: of a sudden there's weapons everywhere
5: <laughs> yeah yeah, not, yeah. The best, not the best uh
2: uh what's the word information gathering we we joked about that a lot on set that every possible thing that could have went wrong went wrong for them that day like not one thing went right hitching post gone let's go put our horses down this alley where we're going to be it's going to be a chicken you know like they'll just be able to snipe us off the roof and then no guns everywhere guns like i mean it was just one thing after another just spoiled their plan and god bless them for being like let's just keep going
4: yeah, too deep in.
3: Like, yeah. You know. yeah. the the
0: the only, the only thing missing was Gomer Pie going Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's um, funny, it's such a crazy story, but it's absolutely true. I love that. I was shocked. I was shocked.
0: Yeah, and then when you watch it and you're going, "Okay, all this was based on a true story," and there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> and and you, you go research it.
1: Like, yeah. There's yeah, more.
0: There's more. There's more truth behind this than. You know, the various movies about the OK Corral. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And and the sad part is with the OK Corral, that one, there is a lot of strong documentation and Hollywood changes it to to make it more sensational than it really was. Yeah. And they stretch a lot of truth on it.
2: For sure. I mean, including like, you know, Wyatt Earp's history has been stretched a lot, not to like keep rambling. But um, the the thing that I love about the Dalton gang as well is, you know, they tried their hand at being like citizens. They tried really hard to do things right. And they just kept going. They wouldn't make enough money. They wouldn't get paid. So they were like, well, we're good at this. Let's roll with it. And so it's such a it's a it you I read the story and I felt so bad for the Dalton gang. But at the same time, you don't it's not really hero versus villain like in a lot of Westerns, like the OK Corral. The White herbs pitted as like the hero and they're killing the bad guys. Whereas here you have a city protecting their money because they didn't have insurance. And you have these guys who are, you know, trying to steal to get away from the law, which, you know, it's probably not a life they should have chosen, but they're not terrible people. You know, the, the wild bunch really. They, they were the ones that were just out for no good. Um, the Dalton gang always tried to get their robberies off with no one getting hurt. You know, they they that wasn't their priority is to, you know, take a bunch of life or, you know, necessarily look for gunfights. And so I love the story so much because you can pretty much see the angle from both sides and you can have empathy for both sides. It's not... Oh, here's good guys versus bad guys. And here's, you know, bank robbers versus the, you know, the cops and stuff like that. And so, um, but it is such an interesting thing that it was the townspeople that killed them. There was no law. Like it wasn't sheriff, sheriff versus bad guy. It was citizens protecting what was theirs while guys were trying to take it. And it's such a, such a cool, um, such a cool story.
0: Yeah, and what a lot, Well, because of Hollywood, what a lot of people forget too is Wyatt Earp, even though he was a marshal, he was considered an outlaw on his own. He oh, had yeah. his group. I mean, they were almost their own gang. Yeah. And that's what I mean, made yeah. tombstone made them so easy to become a marshal tombstone and I'm yeah. really run rampant on it on tombstone. Yep. So, um, any final thoughts, guys? For me, for me, what? I'm
2: just happy. Go ahead. I, was,
5: I can't say thank you enough for having us and watching the film and getting more, the word out there. It really means a lot.
0: Not a problem. Actually, you know, Derek, I almost forgot. Again, to mm-hmm. tell you how long of a week it's been. The mm-hmm. new the new bit we've been doing with with guests a chance for them no. to turn the tables on us and ask us a question. So since there's three of you, we'll, we'll let y'all have a question each. Okay. And since Josh is really thinking, we'll start with Sean.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, Derek, uh Voltron versus uh Skeletor. We got well Skeletor and all all his whole his whole team.
3: <laughs>
5: uh,
3: uh I gotta go with Voltron every time.
5: Yeah, yeah it's going off a of, off your display. I'm like, Oh it's so cool, <laughs> I gotta bring it up.
3: Although you know Skeletor is going to get in his his uh, his hits, so oh, yeah. he won't go down easy.
4: <laughs> Josh, you got one? Sure, yeah. This is for uh, both of you guys' um, favorite Western movie.
1: Ooh,
2: I should have. That was the exact one I was thinking of too. <laughs> but okay. it's cool. I'll, I'll think. I'll think on my feet. <laughs> mm. Brothers thinking like brothers. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Favorite Western movie. Well, we, we could be cheesy and say, you know, yours of course. Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs>
0: Favorite current westerns? Definitely Death Alley. To,
3: yeah, I would have to say actually, <laughs> for just because of the the time period when I watched it and everything when I was young, I always used to love uh, Young Guns. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. It's it holds like a special a special place in my heart. <laughs>
0: For me, you- only because I have seen it so many times with my dad, and then of course when we moved to Oklahoma City, we had to go to the place with with his name on it, It's John Wayne's True Grit. Oh
1: yeah, and of
0: course I'm talking the the John was John Wayne, uh, yeah, Cowboy Museum,
1: yeah,
0: right there by the by the zoo. Yeah,
2: the, is that the National Cowboy History Museum? Yeah, and he's got his own little section. I'm pretty
0: yeah, sure. I, I want to say the museum was named after him. He might have one there. Yeah, I just know during the pandemic they had somebody, a security guard or somebody who took over their their Twitter account and was hilarious. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah, that was Absolutely. the Cowboy Hall of Fame. That's it. Yeah, which is right next door. Or right, I think tied to the, to the same museum.
3: I have to say, that I really was great. Wrote- I really loved the remake of True Grit. That was pretty good too, with Jeff Bridges. I have not watched it.
2: Oh, for oh, sure. That, it was that's, it
0: was really
3: good.
2: That's probably one of my favorite westerns of all time. Like I, I, the, the the John Wayne has one has a lot of nostalgia to me, but like Glenn Campbell always wrecks that movie for me because I just don't think he's any good. But and like and like Matt Damon <laughs> kills the role of LaBeef, and uh, um, yeah, Haley Steinfeld is just amazing in it, and uh, ben, you yeah. know Jeff Bridges is just does his thing. But it's so that and the assassination of Jesse James are my two favorite modern Westerns.
0: So are you you shocked we did not say Blazing Saddles?
3: (laughs) Now that you say it, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think of that. That was, yeah.
0: Hey, look! It's Headley Lamar. Heady, Heady.
3: <laughs> so, I'm
2: assuming both the, both of you guys are big Star Wars fans. I
0: Hate it, I hate it so much. You hate we it have really know huh? hate it so much. We have a Star Wars podcast.
2: Okay, I'm going to put you guys really on the spot. Then favorite Star Wars <laughs> oh. film, like the one Desert Island. If you can only choose one Star Wars film, which one?
0: Empire Strikes Back. <laughs>
2: Same. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Justin was hoping for a hard question. And
2: yeah, just- I was hoping it would be harder because there's a lot of debate. <laughs> like, I've asked a lot of people that and you'll get Empire, you'll get... Um, I mean, I have people who have a new hope, like I, I get a little bit more, but you guys are pretty quick on, I would say empire as well. Um, so it's not really shocking, but to, to I already I, asked you, I technically can. asked you a question about your enamel pins earlier. So I got two questions in,
3: <laughs> like Mike said, we, we do a star Wars podcast. So we, you know, we've had that conversation about our, which ones are our favorites. And yeah, that's why we answered so quick to, to ask top five. Oh,
0: that, that would be That'd the one. Be that,
1: Dang I, it! Well, now I, I know.
0: I think that I think our top three stays the same every time. It's four, four, and five that change. <laughs> depending on what movie. would be yeah. your then? What's the three? For me, my three is um Empire, Rogue One, and Star Wars. AKA yes. A New Hope. Yeah. It was Star Wars when I saw that. Yeah, I, w-
3: I would yeah. switch those yeah. That's how old we are. Anyway, <laughs> I would do I would do Empire, A New Hope, and then I think I would do Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue One is so good. It is, yeah, it is. It's really good. Ro- it's really
0: good. Rogue One is the video game I wish we had as a kid.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and right now my number four is solo, only because I've been seeing it so much on, on TNT lately
3: i like solo it was it I, was pretty I, decent.
2: I, <clears throat> I need to revisit it i watched it once and it was kind of one of those things where you put it like it was late at night and i was like oh i want to watch this and you're kind of like dra- it wasn't because the movie was boring but you're just kind of a long day worst time to put right, on a movie yeah. you've never seen I remember yeah. <laughs> liking it, but I need to, I need to revisit it. But I, I remember enjoying it.
0: So it. Sounds like me and the tomorrow, the tomorrow war. Oh
2: yeah. The Chris Pratt one. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I it was an enjoyable
0: film. I haven't watched it either. It was an enjoyable film. I felt it was just a hair too long, but it took me three nights to watch it because it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm <gonna> what? <sighs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to
1: watch
0: next night. And it's, and it's not the film. It was just, I physically wore out yeah and and the film put me in a, in a state of being able to relax hence why we would watch a film is to relax and enjoy ourselves i got relaxed and my body just <laughs> took over and said
3: sleep yep. yeah i do that all the time unless you want to stay up really late then we, you i do pop uh, in i do another dream <laughs> i've never seen that actually i gotta watch it one of these days <laughs> which one's this requiem for
0: a oh yes yeah, great film. love that so film.
3: good. i do so i good. do uh uh, a podcast with one of my friends in which we watch like cheesy b-movies and stuff review them like old a lot of old 80s films and stuff and uh i always uh i, don't, I always gotta be careful because i start falling asleep during some of them and i'm like no oh, <laughs> i gotta pay attention because we're reviewing it <laughs> <laughs> so what are your guys' podcast
2: names that you guys do that under so uh, you can check them out
0: Actually, this is weebie Geeks. Obviously, uh, our the show Derek was just talking about is Keepers of the Fringe. Sorry to speak for you. Yes, Derek. Um, he That's also right. has another show called New England Society of Geeks that he each you you do what twice a month and one's a Star Wars and it's basically two segments as its own. <laughs> Episode. Uh, one's a Star Trek or no, Star Wars and one's a I've, comic.
3: No, I haven't done a Star Wars one no. I it I do that one I try to do different things with it. And I'm trying to get it more regular with it. But yeah, I do so one once a month I do, you know, review comic books and stuff with a couple of my friends. Sometimes I do a Star Wars one. And sometimes I, I do a but that's my other one. And then our star Wars one is Wookiee radio. Okay. Cool. Very
0: cool. And then I do a show called mighty Marvel geeks as well,
1: which <clears throat> nice. is what, which He's is busy. Is, yeah.
0: And, and still pulling in 40 yeah, hour work. That,
3: that's why we do another show called, called we're way too tired for this.
1: <laughs>
0: that, that episode, that first episode hasn't come out yet because we're way too tired for this. Tired to do <laughs>
3: That, that's, that's the one just you guys were like, trying to do like during two hours of us snoring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then that one has a spin-off show which is called Weebie Geek. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sleep. <laughs> we be sleep,
0: we be sleep, we lack sleep.
3: <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, I mean, th- again, thank you guys for, for coming on. It was some great questions from you yeah, guys, and
3: it's great talk.
0: It's a great film, Death Alley can't say it enough. Death Alley, Death Alley, Death Alley, video on demand and digital purchase now so um thank you Justin Josh and Sean for joining us thank hopefully you. thank you so much hopefully you guys not Josh Sean and Justin because they have learned a lot about the Dalton <laughs> gang but hopefully you the listener have learned more and it's not asking you want to know more <laughs>
1: So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. But not you guys, because you're not normal. You're special.